Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, amateur podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. We're going to get to know the skiers and riders in this year's film, Face of Winter, presented by Volkswagen. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are going to go beyond the curated Instagram pages and dig deeper than just the stories of getting sponsored. It's time to strip off the layers and get to know the person underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hey everybody, Amy Ingerbretson here, and welcome to Long Underwear. It is episode three, and I am lucky enough to be joined by Forrest Jilson. Hello, Forrest. Thank Hi, you for Amy. being here. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome to be here. So I kind of just gave you a rundown, a lay of the land. We're going to talk a little bit about skiing. We're going to talk about your involvement in this year's film, Face of Winter, and then we're going to scratch skiing from the list of words that we can use, and we're going to talk about you outside of your ski year. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. So this was your first year filming for Warren Miller. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you were in Alaska filming in the Todrilla mountain range. Yeah. And I mean, so I know you are a commercial fisher Mm -hmm. in the summer. And is it my understanding that you've been to Alaska a lot, but you had never skied there before? Yeah, that's correct. I'd been up there once when I was 14. I went up with my grandmother in the back of her Dodge pickup with my cousin, and we sat in the back and watched uh, Jackie Chan movies the whole way up. And uh, That was my first <laughs> trip up there. And then I kind of had a wild hair when I was about 25 and needed to switch things up and really um, just go somewhere new, and that was Alaska. So that's when it all started, uh, the commercial fishing aspect. But I had not skied up there before um, this last March. But you were kind of painting a picture for me last night when we were hanging out about kind of seeing the mountains from the boat and kind of visualizing it. And then, like, what was that like when you got the call? Like, hey, you're filming with Warren Miller and you're going to Alaska. Yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely, like, really special. And, and um, I mean, pretty much straight to the top as far as what a trip for any movie could have been, and, you know, to Alaska to go heli skiing. I was like, holy crap. And, and then you're <laughs> going to go to Tordrillo. And then, I mean, it, it would have been awesome to go to any any heli operation, but I always kind of thought as Tordrillo as being like the kind of crown jewel of that all place mountain magic. lodges. Yeah, I mean, they really have a dial. They have everything at their fingertips. And so you guys had kind of a multifaceted trip. Take me through it. Yeah, we started there. We started at Tordrillo, kind of got skunked on conditions due to a whole bunch of wind that basically hit the whole uh, state coastal. So we um, kind of went to Denali a little bit earlier than we were planning on, and we hung out in Talkeetna for a few days to let the clouds clear uh, to allow us to fly in, but once we were there, we were just, it was bluebird, perfect conditions. Um, nice. Yeah, really stable snow, and just about, like, the most ideal touring conditions you could possibly find, and we spent, uh, I believe, five or six nights in our, out on the glacier. Um, uh, we got chased out by one weather system, and then came back in to kind of nail the bigger lines that we've been looking at, and nice. then it was just a really quick last trip in, and then really quick out, so it was... Um, all over in what seemed like the blink of an eye, but it was it was a lot. Yeah, that sounds rad. I yeah. mean, it's cool you scored. I had a similar experience where my first time ever skiing for Warren Miller was in Alaska, and it was also my first time skiing in Alaska. Right. So I just remember how I felt. I was just like, it's happening. I felt like I was a little kid. Yeah, pinching yourself the whole time. Totally. Not really sure what's going on or if it's real. or. Um, but 
like thoroughly impressed with the whole place. It was it was all of it. Every aspect was amazing. And you were skiing with Jess McMillan, yeah, who you know from Jackson. Yeah. You're from Jackson, by the way, or you yeah. live in Jackson now? I, yeah, live there, born there. But you're from Vermont. No, 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 you you're you were born in Jackson. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Jess was too, if I'm if I'm right. She um, was. There's yeah. a couple McMillans around town, and um, yeah, McMillan's kind of a name that goes back and. My mom's uh, family goes back pretty far in the state, but my dad's side of the family has been there for like seven generations. Do you ski with Jess a lot in Jackson? She's, yeah, I mean, not a lot, but um, we definitely ski together every year. She, you know, kind of does the marketing thing and she'll go out definitely big days and still work and, and work the athlete side of things and shoot for, you know, marketing reasons. So yeah, um, we linked up last year and did a couple smaller projects. And when she first told me about this trip, I thought it would more or less be along the lines of like doing something for the resort when she said, do you want to do a project with me? I was like, yeah, of course, whatever it is. And there oh, was no cool way I would have thought it was going to be this. So, <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Nice surprise. That's cool to have her be involved with that. And so your kind of arc of skiing is, I mean, I think one of your biggest highlights maybe before this was winning the free air world tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The free skiing world, free tour. Skiing world tour. Which, yeah, at the time, um, I mean, it would have been great to have made to free ride world tour. And I was one spot away from making that tour. Um, actually the first time I met you when you interviewed me at the, at the corral there at the end and I was just in big sky, right? In big sky. Yeah, and it was I remember. a whirlwind. That was a super, that was a taxing, crazy day. Yeah. It's an emotional day. Super. It was uh, a lot of energy. So I was just completely taxed and in disbelief at that moment. And that at the moment, at that time was probably like the highlight of my ski and, career, but that so was kind of where I, I made myself. Tell me why you shifted away from competitions. <sighs> Um, I think it kind of served me and uh, got me on board with a couple big sponsors and essentially took me where I wanted it to take me. And it was and it kind of, yeah, like just, it, it served its purpose. It, it was a lot of fun. Checked that box. Yeah, checked that box, did well, won a couple, made some money and had a lot of fun doing it. And I would definitely go back to revisit it and try to just focus on having fun because the camaraderie and everything amongst the comp scene is pretty great. Nice. But um, yeah, essentially just keep the ball rolling and, and filming was definitely something that I was hoping to transition into. Is Warren Miller kind of your first bigger film opportunity? Yeah, a couple small things for the resort. Uh, we did the whole uh, Real Mountain X game competition thing. And yeah. I mean, filming with them and drones at multiple angles, that was really the gist of it. So that was nice to kind of like have like somewhat of a dry run working with cameras through that experience. But yeah, Warren Miller was definitely the biggest and kind of like first real film opportunity for me. Cool. Yeah. Do you um do you have any like Warren stories or attachments from when you were younger? Um, I think I'd I'd like to think that a lot of the kids that I grew up around or any kid who you know grew up skiing has a similar story of just being like sick uh, on a snow day or having a snow day or whatever, just getting pulled out of school because you were under the weather and your mom went to the video store and ran to do a whole bunch of ski movies and they were all Warren Miller, so you just sat around and got stoked That's on awesome. skiing. <laughs> I don't know why that it seems just like so quintessential, but. Uh, I never met him. Um, yeah. I definitely saw a lot of his films and, um, you know, saw a lot of the stars on the shows in person and kind of got really hyped up on, you know, just in starstruck by the whole thing. And, and he definitely motivated me to yeah, get into skiing more serious. But um, Well, it's yeah, a cool family. It's a really cool family. Yeah. Glad you're a part of it. Yeah, me and too. And you're also joining me. We're in downtown Portland. Mm -hmm. Tonight we're going to the world premiere. Yeah. And you'll be at some of the other stops along the way. So. Yeah, to be determined, but I'll definitely be as many yeah. as I can be. 
So I feel like it's time to stop talking about skiing. Okay, no more skiing. Are you good? It's yeah, a challenge. I think I can it's do proven that. a bit of a challenge. I'm challenging you yeah. to not talk about skiing anymore. All right, can you let's do see it? If I can do this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm ready to get to know Forrest the person. Cool. The human being. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so let's start with a question. It may or may not be easy. If what is your dream non-ski trip? Like you could go anywhere, but it has nothing to do with skiing, shooting, filming. Like, what's your dream trip you want to go on right now? Um. I think, yeah, traveling in general is a pretty important part of being alive. And uh, I want to take my mom to places. And so she's kind of limited in where she can go. So I think, like, attainable places might be, like, Thailand. We've talked about a bunch. Um, Like, that whole part of the world. I have some friends that have traveled to Vietnam and, and, yeah, just Indo in general. And I think... Uh, I, I think that's pretty attainable, and, yeah. and I hope that can happen. It's a part of the world that I've never seen, and it's a culture, and, and you know the whole surf vibe. It's just not something that I'm accustomed to. So I think honestly, like that's pretty doable, and, and hopefully that that happens. But I uh, essentially just want to get my mom out of the comfort zone of, oh. of her reality and like oh, in the country, and just like I love broaden that. some horizons. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Yeah, travel with your mom. That's a good goal. I haven't been yeah. to Thailand either, or actually anywhere in Southeast Asia. It's high on my list. So yeah, you I'll, should go first and give me the tips. Yeah, I'll go check it out, <laughs> and then I'll get hooked, and I'll keep on coming back. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so another question, kind of more about you. What would you say is your best quality? And again, outside of being a superhuman shredder. Okay, I'm not going to use the word. Um, how do I? Okay, as human quality. I mean. I think empathy is a huge thing for um, for people, you know, and, and uh, throughout my life I've experienced quite a bit of ups and downs and throughout all of it, empathy that I've received from other people has really kind of stuck with me. And I think I, I kind of go out of my way sometimes and I say no to myself and I say yes to other people quite often. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. Um, there's just been multiple times in my life where I like end up pulling over to help somebody on the side of the road and you think they just have a flat and it turns into this big, huge ordeal. And like the re- the feeling at the end of the day where you just realize that like you completely pulled somebody out of like the stickiest situation is pretty cool. So, um, I mean, I you're a good guy to be driving down the road. Yeah. Empathy is yeah. beautiful though. That's such a good yeah, I think quality. It, yeah. That, that one's kind of stuck with me for like the, throughout the last decade of my life. It's like, so important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah, I love that. Good job. Oh, you answered that question. Awesome. I love that. Um, Okay, another kind of fun exercise I like to think about is if you, like right now, could or even had to snap to a totally different life. Like you've grown up in Jackson in the mountains. Your whole life kind of centers around that. Like if you could just snap to doing something 100% different, Mm. what would it be? 100% different. I mean, it would still have to be outside. Okay. So that's still kind of along the same lines as my current lifestyle. But if I were to, I, uh, I spent some time in Alaska this last summer while we were getting completely skunked on our fishing season. And uh, we, we, I saw this, there was a couple different crews of um, little side-by-side vehicles cruising up and down the beach and they were shoveling this black sand. And I was like, I wonder what they're doing. And I asked uh, one of the crew members of mine and they're like, oh, it's, it's gold laden black sand. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then a few weeks went by and we weren't fishing, we weren't fishing. So I got this wild hair. I was like, how do you make a sluice box out of like whatever's around? And I ended up using like this six inch gutter pipe and I like kind of fully got hooked on like rookie <laughs> prospecting. 
And I went out there for like two and a half solid days, like all day long and just shoveled all this black sand of the sluice box and I had the biggest kick out of it. Um, I would mind. Yeah. I would like prospect. It's really weird. But like if I turn on the TV and it's like discovery channel and this, uh, gold rush they call it is on <laughs> i watch it and that's like all the tv i'll watch that is such it's a really fascinating <laughs> answer you would become a gold miner yeah i love I mean, it it's kind of like fully it's full of risks right you're just like sure hopefully you can find this it's a gamble it's yeah, an adventure it's a gamble, it's a... which kind of aligns with my totally my yeah so like taking a bunch of risk and when it pays off it pays off huge and when it doesn't you just i don't know you make the best of it you're still outside roaming still around. outside yeah roaming around and then I'm, ideally you'd be up in alaska because alaska i'm around. like picturing you right now with like a long beard and like a hat i'm sure this isn't like what these guys in alaska were doing but like i'm just like painting you as like a yeah stereotypical gold miner yeah, in my head. i like super, it i think it looks good on you yeah yeah like really really <laughs> worn out cowboy hat and uh yeah i i i definitely have to rock a beard for that wow i love this I'm, I'm going to say this is a good plan B. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, definitely a good plan B. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. This is a fun one. It's actually, I got this question from um, a rom-com. I love romantic comedy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you describe your perfect date? Perfect date? Ah, this one's a little bit of a curveball. Well, <laughs> what would be a perfect date? It's not like I haven't spent time imagining this but how would i mean it would definitely once again have to be outside and probably involve a dutch oven oh i like dutch ovens dutch ovens what do you, what's have, your best dutch oven recipe you know uh i remember being i went on a solo camping trip overnight once at the grovant range in the middle of the summer and just kind of like had to break loose and brought the dutch oven along and just kind of like sent it had a few beers and had I, some of the best food i ever had i don't know what i what i cooked with I, I mean it was like potatoes and steak I don't know how I did it mystery Dutch ovening yeah but like I was wow. I was like oh my god this is the best food I've ever had and I don't know why but if, if you just incorporate a Dutch oven I feel like you're I feel like a mystery a Dutch oven would be a pretty good date yeah so I don't know um, it might be weird to like sell in those terms but yeah if you got the right girl on board yeah definitely <laughs> I haven't really thought about this too much I mean mountaintop something 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 outdoors. I mean, a date's not just like uh, you know having dinner with somebody. It's like a full on, yeah, know, full day thing. Totally. Well, it could be maybe not to all people, but that's a good answer. There is that you want to make a full a full thing of it. Yeah, yeah. I can't quite, like, really quite say what the what the ideal date would be. It's just so many options. Well, that's good. I'm trouble Let's with options. Creative. There's just so many of them these days. That question is from a movie, Miss Congeniality. Mm. And the, they asked the girl, what's your perfect date? And she says, April 25th. Um, not too hot, not I too could've... cold. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> if I would have done my homework just a little bit better. I'm really not expecting you to see yeah, that Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I can't say it. I, I'm privy to that. So uh, one of the things I'm going to do on every podcast, we've done it on both of the previous two, is a game called Two Highs and a Low. Two Highs and a Low. And I am going to ask you two highs and a low of the last year of your life. But mm. I'm going to ask that they... Like, I know there's been a lot of highs and a lot of lows probably, you know, revolving around your ski career. Mm. Like, oh, my God, filming with Warren Miller. That's mm. the high of last year. Mm. But, like, what are the highs outside of skiing? What mm. are the lows maybe outside of skiing? Um, talking highs here. Um, so, I guess it revolves right around uh, one of the biggest lows that I've experienced in the last year. And that was basically, like, my mother had cancer and mm. finding out that uh, she, like, was okay, was 
pretty huge because there was a lot of time of waiting around and not sure if everything was going to be okay and if it had spread and all this stuff because it kind of came about the the discovering the cancer came about kind of late so we were kind of like spooked um yeah it's been a pretty turbulent year so outside of skiing the highs there's been plenty but that's definitely the biggest one finding out my mom was definitely like cancer free have you always been really close to your mom Mm -hmm. yeah yeah does she live in jackson she actually lives in ashland oregon she grew up in jackson and she moved away uh nine years ago ten ten years ago yeah so I'll go out and see her next week and go see the show with her. But yeah, well, having a healthy mom is a beautiful high. Yeah, no, I love it's a, that. Yeah, that was that was huge. And that's a huge low. Is there a secondary high? Secondary high. Uh, got a new mountain bike. Oh, that's a high. <laughs> that was huge. Come on, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was huge. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a pretty big one. That opened up a lot of doors. I uh, stray away from like really charging on a mountain bike. Yeah. Uh, just for reasons of just to stay uh, healthy and not break my collarbone but, um, I am exactly the same <laughs> yeah it's super fun and I'm hooked and I'm kind of spooking myself with how fast I can go downhill right now but it's opened up a few more doors and I really like it it's a great counter thing to do yeah in the summer. yeah it gets you up gets you out and um yeah it keeps you it keeps you busy awesome so I asked you to come with a story mm. A funny story of your life, something random that happened. It can be you. It happened. It could be even a secondhand story. Like, I don't care if you recycle someone else's story. I just want to hear something entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely at my own expense. But the the one that I came, I, I decided to share with you. I, I had a lot of them. But it was like, I would have ended all of them with like, oh, you had to have been there. You know, I don't really like those stories because it really doesn't, you know, can't paint the right picture. But uh, this is probably, there was, there was a group of buddies and I that we would go back and forth between Bozeman a lot for like concerts or fishing, hunting, whatever. So we were going through Island Park, um, which is like two and a half hours from Jackson. There's this spring called Big Spring. And it's like kind of technically one of the headwaters of the snake. It like just pops up out of the ground and it's like a legit like creek. It's huge. Like it's wow. full of all this really, really huge fish. And we like discovered this place randomly one time, I just pulled off the main drag and decided to like jump out of the car and walk around and we look under this bridge and there's just these fish the size of your dog they're like 15 pound trout we're like what is this place and this river just pops up out of the ground it's kind of touristy you know it's not like really known about but every time we travel back and forth we kind of make an effort to stop at big spring and this was i was 21 and i I had just um broken my femur when i was 20 so i was still on crutches and uh it was kind of and Talking about highs and lows, that was actually some of the best times of my life because I had a whole bunch of support from a lot of people, even though I was just down and out and everything. But I was having a lot of fun crutching around these days. I was getting, I was still like being really active and doing some really questionable stuff on crutches. But <laughs> so we're like dangling our head over this bridge and um, looking under the bridge at these always huge fish. We're just geeking out, and my driver's license was in the in the pocket of my shirt, and it flew out and into the water. And for some reason, this water's like really protected. There's this little sign that says "Don't touch the water." which I was like really confused by. And I was like, why do they care so much? Whatever. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, oh God, I gotta go get my, it's like in the middle of the river. So I got to go. And I'm like kind of trying to lobby on my other buddies to go help me out. Cause I'm just like, you're on crutches. I'm on crutches. Like help a brother <laughs> out. And they're like, no, no, no. And they kind of think it's a big joke. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So I like kind of like take a few warm layers off. It's like fall. And I'm like crutching around in the middle of this Creek trying to like chase my driver's license down and every time I get close to it and hit it, it like the current takes it down and I, it takes me a few minutes and by the time I turn around like a tour bus of folk had like hopped off and are standing there like taking pictures of me as I'm just like waddling around this 
creek trying to chase my driver's license down next to the sign that says don't touch the water and i'm just like timmying around <laughs> with my two crutches and i guess my, i mean my buddies were just rolling around laughing super hard at my own expense that's I just extreme crutching to, yeah it was pretty extreme but i mean once again you had to have been there it was it was quite Did funny. you get the license, though? Yeah, but I got the license. Okay. Yeah, and and the in. water didn't give you, like, some weird disease or No, anything. I think they were mostly trying to, like, protect it because it was... Yeah, it was, it was... And I felt pretty blessed that I got to touch the water that I was oh, supposed wow. to be in. But either way, I uh, <laughs> my buddies were just rolling around laughing super hard. And I'm... A, and, 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 like, a I can just, like, see you, like, like, stumbling. I mean, walking in a creek is, like, pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, up to my chest. It's, like... Four feet deep. On yeah, on crutches, crutch around. And I always, feel like, people that your PT would not have wanted you doing My that. PT <laughs> didn't know what I was up to <laughs> at all. My doctor was like, you can definitely not do anything outside active. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go. Cool, so definitely not like get in a creek. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. He had no idea. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. I want to go to this creek though. It's that cool. sounds awesome. Can you fish? Uh, I don't think don't so. don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty protected. It's got this weird little cool, like, midget cabin right next to where midget the river... Cabin? Yeah, it's like this tiny... It's like... It's a cabin that literally the doorway is like three and a half feet tall. It's 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 a really... Like, the first time we stumbled upon it, we're like, what is this place? Okay. I'm going to go check out. this out. Big Spring. Google it. Yeah. Big Spring. Awesome. Yeah. Well, of course, time is flying by. We're yeah. already kind of at the end that of our flew. time frame. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, um, I'm so happy to hear that your mom's doing better and i hope that you take her somewhere around the world wonderful yeah and so I. I really liked getting to know you and your long johns thank you this i appreciate nice. it yeah that was epic yeah and uh good luck in the movie tonight yeah and you too if people want to follow your adventures and mm -hmm. see maybe what warren miller shops you're going to be at mm -hmm. and what you're doing this winter where can they find you well i'm on instagram at forrest jilson and then if you want to tour around on facebook and find me there um but yeah pretty hard to miss <laughs> Very true. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast, mm -hmm. and uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thanks, Enjoy guys. the show to, or tonight. The yeah. show tonight. Enjoy the show. Can't wait. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. This episode was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller team. Art is by Barclay Wyrock, and editing and mixing were done by Jason McDaniel, music from APM. If you liked this episode, be sure to like and subscribe. We'll catch you next time on Long Underwear.